0: Or Samuel 25 is the stuff of screenplays. One villain, one hero, until the hero becomes the villain. That's the best preview voice guy I've got. Let's meet our villain. His name is Nabal. He's the guy who wore the black hat. He was swimming in shackles. Last audit showed he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And it was springtime, which meant it was time to shear some of those 3,000 sheep. Sheep-shearing time felt like a holiday. Snow's melted, sun shining, everybody smiling. Life was good for Nabal, but Nabal was not good in life. Now let's meet the hero, David. He was still on the run from psychotic King Saul. David and his band of malcontents were wandering through the wilderness, just trying to stay off Saul's radar when he happened upon a few of Nabal's shepherds. David and his men and Nabal's shepherds became fast friends. And David knew the shepherds didn't have any protection from the marauders and raiders, so he volunteered his men to keep them safe. And the entire time, they didn't ask for one wool sweater as payment. They were perfect gentlemen, but they were hungry gentlemen. And as any chef can tell you, hungry men sometimes make cranky men. But Nabal had turkey tenderloin in to spare. David and his men were hungry. But surely Nabal would hear of David's kindness, hear about his hunger, and send a few takeout boxes for David and his men as a way of saying thank you for protecting his own. So David sent ten young men to Nabal to ask for some food. And David told them, you greet him in my name, wish peace to him, to his family, and everything he owns? Tell him we protected his shepherds, and we were kind to them, never took anything from them. But we are hungry. So please, if you would, give my men and me any food you have on hand. When David's men told Nabal, Nabal nearly choked on the chicken bone. Excuse me? David who? You give me one good reason I should take food I killed and cooked and give it to some guy I don't even know. David's men were taken aback. and They headed back to David with empty hands and empty stomachs to tell him the news. And that's when we see David at his worst. David barked to his men. Every man strap on a sword. Nabal doesn't seem to know us yet. Well, let's ride to Carmel to introduce ourselves. And he'll wish we never met. And we pause our story to tell you you are listening to L.J. Harry. And you're listening to Thank God for Abigail on Simplify. Now that we've paused our story, let's take a look. We have a selfish, arrogant Nabal who won't be kind if his life depends on it. And we have an offended, famished David who needs to eat like his life depends on it. And David is riding with 400 armed men to kill Nabal and every one of his men, and Nabal has no idea. Every man, including David, strapped on his sword, and 400 hangry, well-armed soldiers lined up for war. 200 of them stayed behind to protect the gear as David and his four hundred were galloping as fast as their hungry horses could hoof it. The sun started to set as David and his men rode into town. Nabal was sitting back with pepper between his teeth and a drink in his hand, just living it up, when he heard a small army come riding into town. David led the charge. He dismounted first. His friends followed suit. They grabbed the swords from their sheaves. They crashed the party with swords swinging. David had given his men strict orders. No man gets out of here alive. It was bedlam. Chaos, swords swinging, spears clanging, men falling, men running, men dying, men yelling, women running, women running after their children, children running into the woods. This was easy for David. He and his men declared war on Nabal and his men, and half of them were drunk. They couldn't see straight or stand up straight. They certainly couldn't swing a sword straight. David packed up all the food and carried it off, leaving behind a scene too gory for words. Every man in Nabal's life paid for Nabal's disrespect with their lives as David and his 400 rode away to leave Nabal's family and friends to mourn the fallen. Nabal was wrong, and David was wrong. Now David had the blood of innocent men on his hands and on his conscience. His conscience would not let him sleep at night. He wished a thousand times he could go back and take back what he had done, but what was done is done. And David's call to the throne in Israel had fallen silent, for could have been King David. Happy Mother's Day. Now that's the tragic ending of 1 Samuel 25 without Abigail. Abigail was not a princess, a duchess, a queen, an ambassador. Abigail was Nabal's wife, most likely a mom. She didn't wake that morning and write out her to-do list. Oh, let's see here. Today I will save my husband's life, I will save David's integrity, and I will save the king's dynasty, and I'll pack the kids' lunches. When Abigail heard about David's war ride, she went grocery shopping. Packed up two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, a bushel of grain, and three hundred cakes. She loaded the groceries on a few donkeys and sent them toward David. And that is when she intercepted David and interceded for Nabal. She got off her donkey and bowed low before David. When David saw Abigail's kindness in the miniature mobile grocery store, his heart melted, his blood stopped boiling, and he realized how foolish he had been He was about to kill every man in Nabal's life just because Nabal disrespected him. At the end of that day, David went his way, Abigail went hers, and Nabal and his drunken men lived to see another day, having no idea their lives were in danger. David and his sons lived to see a dynasty of kings, but Nabal dies. Every man in Nabal's life dies. David sins and possibly costs himself the throne and a dynasty, if not for Abigail. All in a mom's day's work. I want to say thank you to all of our ladies, all of our moms, especially to the ladies in my life. I want to say thank you to my mom who raised me to know Jesus, to live for Him, to walk with Him, took care of us, provided for us. Thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. And I want to say thank you to my sweetheart, the lovely Andrea Harry, who has been such an outstanding mom to McKenna and Rayleigh. My prayer is that they grew up to be just like their mom. Andrea, I love you. Happy Mother's Day to you. I know what our moms do every day for our family matters. And I also know it will never make the news, but I also know we would never be what we are or where we are or who we are if not for the Abigails in our lives. Moms, the job you do to care for the people you love matters. And so I say, thank God for Abigail. Thank God for our moms. And I know Mother's Day is an emotionally charged holiday. Some of you listening have lost your mother. Some of you were not blessed to have a Mother of the Year candidate for a mom. If that's your story, would you thank God today for the Abigails in the church family? There are moms and nanas and memes in the church who teach us for at least 45 minutes or an hour on a Sunday morning, who teach us, who mentor us, who invest in us, who disciple us, who love us, who care for us, who bring candy for us, or mints, or jelly bellies. Thank God for the moms in the church who love and care for those kiddos in the church who don't have godly moms. There are those ladies who pray, care, teach, minister, mentor. We would not be who we are or where we are without the moms in our lives. I know David is grateful for Abigail, and I certainly am thankful for the Abigails in my life. Thank God for our Abigails. Thank God for our moms. Let's take a moment right now and just give thanks to God for the Abigails in our lives, whether they are related to you by blood, by marriage, or they're related to you through the gospel and their moms in the church. Let's thank God for those who have been so instrumental in blessing us, caring for us, taking care of us, and especially for those who have introduced us to Jesus. God, I thank you for the moms, the Abigails in our lives. I thank you for my mom. Thank you for her bringing me up to know you, to live for you. Thank you, God, for my sweet Andrea. Thank you for how she loves our girls and how she's such an example to them. I pray you would bless all of our moms, all of our ladies who are listening. I pray, Lord, your hand will be upon them. Keep your hand on them. Keep them safe. Help them to see their value in the family, in the home, in the church, in society, in our nation, in our world. Thank you for the wisdom you have given the ladies in our lives. I do pray you would bless them. Keep them, give them health, give them strength, and use them for your glory, and give them rest today, I pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, happy Mother's Day out there to all of you moms. May God bless you and give you health and strength and a meal somebody else prepared, especially today. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. And thank you for listening. Thank you for those who have been a part of our Simplify family. It's an honor to get to share this podcast with you each week. If you would like a copy of the Devotional Simplify, you can pick that up at PentecostalPublishing.com. You can get that also at Amazon. It's available on Kindle. And it will help you to draw closer to Jesus through short devotions and prayers at the end of those devotions to help you as you start or end each week and you walk with the Lord. Also, as I mentioned before, I have a new book coming out. It's called Ten Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments. And if you would like to pre-order that, you'll be able to do so soon at PentecostalPublishing.com. It will be available also in print or, I believe, also on Kindle. So I'm excited about that. That should be released in July, but pre-orders are being accepted, I believe, mid-May. So super excited about that. Huge shout-out this week to Urshan College. I was blessed on Thursday to get a call from Urshan College that they were in Mount Vernon, Ohio, And I had the privilege to go out and meet them and say hi as they were making their corral tour through this great Buckeye State. Thanks, Urshan, for stopping by. That made the month of May even brighter for me. And I appreciate you and all you're doing for the glory of God with your lives. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called The High Cost of Offense. That's not about chain link or picket fence. That's about being offended. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.